Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Alaska Cast. Today we have Craig Chithlick here with us. He is a commercial fisherman um, and a Fairbanks-based student at UAF. Craig, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm uh, excited and honored to be here. Fantastic. We're honored to have you. Um, just to start things off, can you tell us a little bit about how, um, what commercial fishing means to you? I know for a lot of Alaskans, it's more than just a, uh, a job, but it's also kind of a way of life. So what, what does that mean to you? Uh, how we, the folks of Bristol Bay and, um, how I define myself, I guess you would, uh, you could say, we are the salmon people for, for a lot of different reasons. Um, primarily, our relationship with our, our natural resources. Uh, and it is, like you said, it is very, uh, it, it is very much more complicated than what you might see on the surface. Um, as I'm going through school here, uh, I, I'm learning different ways to articulate uh, the importance of our resource and stuff like that to outside folks. And, and Probably the the best uh, basic idea and understanding is the the idea that um, we're getting a lot of non traditional values uh, from our natural resource uh, metrics that you can't measure with a dollar sign. So like um, spending time with our family, living our historical and traditional lifestyle, um, doing things that uh, our parents and grandparents have done before and uh, passing those traditions on to our, our, our kids, like my son. Um, but really, what it boils down to day to day, uh, year to year, um, for me is I get to go home and spend time with my family and friends doing the same thing uh, that uh, people from our region have done. <clears throat> Probably since we, uh, we first uh, arrived in the Bristol Bay region two to 3,000 years ago, uh, as an indigenous group uh, traveling from from a little for, further north. But, um, yeah, I get to spend time with my family. Uh, we get a joke. We get a laugh. We get to um, gather food, uh, do the subsistence thing. But uh, it really, holistically, it is the entire experience that is uh, irreplaceable with uh, a pound for pound or calorie for calorie or dollar for dollar um, um, whatever replacement it's just uh, there's no way to replace the resource uh, because it's so much deeper than uh, a face value or dollar value that uh, maybe well you know comes through policy change or uh, recommendations from a group from outside of the, the region right and how it I mean, looking ahead into the future of commercial fishing and just, just fishing in general in Bristol Bay and the rest of Alaska, it, what, is the, what is the forecast? What is the outlook? Is that something, when your son is your age, is he still going to be doing the things that you do? I certainly hope so. Um, the management of our Bristol Bay fishery has been going on uh, for quite a while. And it's been very successful these last few years. The last uh, 2018, 2019 seasons were two of the biggest runs in recorded commercial history. Uh, we do have these up and downs of the, the commercial fishery, but 
just the the fact that we've had such massive returns um, in, in recent uh, years is, is a pretty solid testament to uh, the state's ability to manage the the resource. But we are as a as a group out there in Bristol Bay, I think we're dealing with uh, outside forces that may affect the longevity of our fishery, um, primarily for the Bristol Bay region. Uh, the community's fight against uh, the proposed pebble mine. I think, I think um, immediate the immediate impacts um, of the pebble proposed mine. You're looking at uh, a little over a hundred or so miles of um, stream uh, home, you know, uh, stream beds for spawning salmon being taken away, and then um, the runoff and, and pollution and stuff like that from making roads and infrastructure. Uh, and stuff like that. And the proposed pebble mine is um, right there at Lake Iliamna, uh, kind of the head of the uh, uh, two of the biggest um, streams and, and rivers uh, to two of the, the bigger fisheries or bigger districts of uh, returning salmon every year. So um, it depends on on what our, our state and right now, actually, our federal government choose who they choose to listen to, and where the where the money and value is, uh, how the where and how the money and value is assessed. Um, if we have the opportunity to um, uh, treat our natural resource as uh, a long term value and not um, discount it a whole lot, um, versus a, a a relatively short-term investment with the Pebble Mine helping with uh, maybe a budget shortfall in the, in the state. Um, yeah, I'm optimistic that the the fishery will go on for for my son and um, you know my my further descendants. Um, but there are so many unknowns and so many possibilities. Um, with with the inclusion of the pebble mine in the Bristol Bay region, that uh, there's not enough science there to guarantee that nothing will happen. So, if uh, if that goes through, that is my biggest concern. Um, you know, we have a lot of different incentives. The, the people involved have a lot of different incentives as far as talking points, making uh, you know type of PowerPoint type presentation type. Uh, um, talking points, whether it's in front of Congress or, or this and that, whoever they're trying to uh, to uh, convince. And, and mine is simply um, to ensure that uh, we can continue to do the things in my region that we have done for literally thousands of years um, versus uh, maybe a, a corporation from Canada uh, whose main supporter right now anyways at least the figurehead uh, if the permit goes through is looking at getting a 12 million dollar bonus um, so our incentives are very different uh, but uh, I think our our local incentive for ensuring the longevity of our our natural resources um, yeah it should be taken seriously yeah I think you're absolutely right and from being a commercial fisherman in the summer, you've also you're a student in the winter in the off season. How do those things complement each other? Why are you um, going through school? What is the ultimate goal to mix those two, fishing and and furthering um, 
what you're doing with your education? I guess, uh, number one, the timing is like really perfect. <laughs> I, uh, get done with finals and stuff early May. Uh, I have a little bit of time with the family before I go over and start my, uh, early summer project to prepare for the commercial fishery and then, uh, participate in the subsistence fishery there in, in Bristol Bay before the commercial gets on. And then, um, commercial fishing is done. Uh, and I have a little bit of time to relax, uh, to hang out in Dillingham, where I'm originally from. Um, and then even, you know, come back home to Fairbanks for a little bit with the family and then uh, go back to Dillingham again to participate in uh, a subsistence moose hunt with my family. And then uh, school starts up again in August. So the, the timing right now is awesome. And because our fishery has been um, so strong in, in numbers of return and uh, the quality of salmon is, is really good, so our market's really strong, we're getting a fair price. Uh, everything is, has worked out really well these last couple of years. Um, but the, the main reason for coming back to school, uh, my previous work experience, I was uh, on the slope for about seven years. Um, and I, I was just looking for, for something different to do. Uh, my son was born after, um, I started work on the slope and originally the, the purpose was for me to come back home and spend time with my family. And then, um, looking at frustrations that I had as a shareholder, um, of our, or stakeholder of our region. Uh, looking at um, social socioeconomic issues or economic issues of the Bristol Bay region uh, as an individual myself, but more importantly for everybody as a whole in Bristol Bay. Um, I can't say that I have learned how to fix any of those problems, but I'm you know school is giving me the opportunity to collaborate with people um, to maybe address a small portion of some of those issues. Uh, so that's what it's kind of developed into is, um, is this idea of learning to, uh, to help and to serve. And um, there, are, there are a lot of opportunities here at the university. And because of the time frame and schedules of uh, both of my interests, it's been, it's been a really good experience. That's fantastic. It, it seems like a very fruitful pairing. Um, for your work with the university, you, you've also been part of a, of a program called BLAST. Uh, what exactly does that program seek to do? Yeah, uh, BLAST, or Biomedical Learning and Student Training, is the, uh, the name of it. So the mission of the BLAST program uh, is to really get undergraduate students uh, trained up in biomedical research, uh, engage uh, students from diverse backgrounds, and they actually focus on rural Alaskans and, and rural backgrounds, uh, rural students and stuff like that, um, to get them involved with uh, more of a medical um, type of uh, engagement and training. But the, the model is the One Health model. Um, so this, this idea that uh, the earth, uh, the environment, our people, and everything is all interconnected. Uh, you cannot change one 
or you cannot affect one without having an impact on, on the others. Um, so it's actually, I mean, I, I didn't, I hadn't known or heard of, you know, I didn't know much about it until a mutual, um, a friend of ours, Barbara had introduced uh, the blast program to me. Um, but the model and the mission I, I really like, um, the that thought process of the how interconnected everything is is a, is a very rural or, or maybe indigenous thought process. Um, so I felt like it was um, uh, very appropriate for this program to be seeking out um, uh, rural students and encouraging us to um, to get involved with research. Um, yeah, it's a, it's an amazing program. They have great staff great uh, support and um, I, I would highly encourage it uh, to everybody for sure. Wonderful. And, and what, what is your own research within the program? What, what are you looking to study? I know that Barbara is um, working a lot with um, water um, and sort of affordability in that, in that sense. Is that kind of the same direction as, as the research that you're doing? It is progress. Um, 2018, um, let's see here. My first, uh, research project through BLAST was looking at a, um, the water utility systems there in Bristol Bay. And we we're going to come up with, uh, uh, let's see here, an economic analysis of, of the facilities. Uh, what do you call that? Uh, basically what we were trying to figure out is the amount of demand, um, for, or at a given price point of that utility service. Um, but what has progressed to now, um, we've, we've changed it up a little bit with learning more things and reading more stuff. Uh, my research question currently is looking at uh, the impacts of water services, water utilities, uh, in rural communities. Um, what impact do those have on individuals or a community to subsist? Um, there are a lot of health benefits uh, from having in-home running water or even um, a central system where people can go get clean water, treated water, uh, through a washateria or something like that. Um, so, or the economic impacts of having to pay uh, a utility bill. Um so that, that's kind of the direction that my research is going right now. Uh, we are looking at uh, renewing the um, the IRB process, or, or you know, uh, kind of renewing or updating the uh, the plan a little bit. Uh, but it's really, really looking at um, broad strokes. It's looking at uh, what impacts do water services in rural communities have on people's ability to subsist. But it's uh, um, to fully to fully explain everything, it would take a little while, I think. <laughs> that's okay. I think that's a, that's a wonderful start. Um, and beyond your work with Blast, you're also you've you've been part of something called the Model Arctic Council. Um, what exactly yeah. is that? The Model Arctic Council is a program here at the university that um, uh, let's see here. Um, it gets students involved with uh, uh, an actual, you know, uh, 
prepping students for for attending an event uh, that is um, similar to the actual Arctic Council. Uh, Dr. Brandon Boylan is the and Mary Dr. Mary Erlander are kind of the spearheading figures of the the Model Arctic Council. What it let's see here. Um, what it was to me, it, it was an opportunity to uh, learn way, way more than I, I felt already um, uh, known or knew on all of the different uh, groups that are um, working on issues uh, in the Arctic states around the world. Um, a little bit about the actual Arctic Council and what it is. Um, the, there are eight member states, Canada, Denmark, Finland, Iceland, Norway, Russia, Sweden, and the United States, and then several permanent participant groups, what makes up um, kind of the indigenous groups around, around the world, and uh, a bunch of different working groups that are specialized in, in completing tax and, or tasks and gathering information and, and making recommendations and suggestions. Um, so the, in prep for the class, what we did here uh, as we looked at and studied the history of the Arctic Council, uh, we were uh, tasked with uh, participating or, or figuring out, learning more about a, either a permanent uh, participant. So we're, we're tasked with a, a certain group within the Arctic Council and then figuring out what they do. Uh, we're, we learned a lot about the history, what they're doing, and what the plans are for the current Arctic Council. Uh, and then eventually, after just a ton of paperwork and reading and all kinds of fun stuff, we went over to uh, Rovamini, uh, to the University of Lapland, and participated um, in a big collaboration with, um, I think it was 50-some-odd students from 30-something different countries, uh, and actually did a mock Arctic Council uh, with the end result being a uh, legally binding agreement signed upon by everybody who attended and uh, the creation of a new working group uh, that focuses on the inclusion of uh, traditional ecological knowledge and um, stuff like that for all future plannings. But it was, uh, it was this really immersive uh, learning experience um, that gave students um, just the opportunity to what it actually feels like to be working on these international issues and, and learning more and contributing um, to the creation or the help of addressing a lot of these issues that uh, you know are similar here in Alaska, but also over in Russia, uh, over in the Scandinavian countries. Um, it, it's really setting up students. Um, to go along this path of international relations and um, working in some of these uh, just amazing, amazing groups with some really, really amazing people. Um, it's a, it's an amazing program. The next uh, uh, Model Arctic Council is going to be over in Iceland here this next, this next fall winter. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's a great program. Wow. Are, are you going to go um, again for the second time and participate? No, um, I am not. I, I wanted to, uh, but with the everything else going on here at home, 
the the family and I decided that it, it's a major commitment uh, as far as time wise and um, uh, yeah, time. That's the big one. So I I absolutely love the experience and I highly highly encourage it to uh, anybody interested or listening. Um, yeah, but unfortunately, no. This next year, I'm I'm going to focus on. Uh, my research projects here in town and then, um, yeah, just being at home. Right. Yeah. You're, you're, you know, you have a young family, you're incredibly busy. You go to school, um, you fish during the summers, yeah. which takes an incredibly large amount of time. Um, and on top of that, during the school year, um, I, and a little bit outside of it as well, um, I know that you've helped, um, information insights in the Southwest Alaska municipal conference, kind of work on, yeah. a, on a program that offers, you know, discounted energy audits to, to fishermen uh, and small businesses in, in Southwest Alaska. C- could you tell us a little bit about that program? Yeah. My involvement with uh, Information Insights is, uh, again, our, our mutual acquaintance, uh, Barbara Johnson, introduced me to a, a lovely lady there at II named Jamie Hanson. Um, and they were seeking assistance and help on outreach to the community members of Bristol Bay or the folks who are involved with the commercial fishery out there, um, just to give them information about uh, a grant program that II was uh, administering or, or helping out with. So the idea of the project is that folks get a energy audit done on their boat. Uh, or small businesses in, in, in the Bristol Bay region, Kodiak Resolutions, um, and identify that there can and will be benefits from uh, updating and renovating their boats, uh, updating their um, their cooling systems on the boat themselves, and, and then really, really just kind of um, modernizing the boat a little bit. And after you identify that, uh, the benefits... Um, there's a federal, federal grant out there for agriculture and stuff like that that uh, assists the, uh, with the reimbursement of 25% of the entire project uh, for those those folks out in Bristol Bay. And I, I haven't checked on the most recent numbers. It's been a little while, but there's something, I thought somewhere close to 15 to 20 uh, fishermen in the Bristol Bay region who have taken advantage of the program and the average saving was like $12,000 or something. So it's pretty significant. Um, great program. Jamie and, and the folks there are awesome. We um, uh, went to the Bristol Bay Fish Expo last year, uh, June 2019, and visited with folks uh, from the region, um, different um, uh folks that are involved with the fishery as far as like the, the, the guys actually providing some of this, the upgraded parts and stuff like that. So a lot of collaboration, smiling, uh, introduction, introducing the program and, um, yeah, just trying to help people out in the Bristol Bay region, uh, modernize their boats a little bit, kind of upgrade, uh, old parts and with the idea and thought process of, uh, minimizing the use of, uh, fossil fuels, for those small businesses, that was uh, I think that was the main rule, and um, yeah, it was it was really really fun. I, I really enjoyed it. The first uh, uh, person to take advantage of the, the grant program was actually somebody that I work with and fish with uh, year after year, 
in my uh, in my radio group uh, as a commercial fisherman that we we kind of band together to help each other out and um, yeah so it was uh, it was a really good feel good program for me I was able to help people that I know and I I really really liked it I appreciated it. Yeah, definitely a great blend of, of, of passions for you. And, and shout out to Barbara and Jamie for um, kind of connecting everybody, it seems like, and, and working so hard on that program. Yeah. Um, kind of stepping back and, and kind of approaching the future, I guess, of Alaska for in, in a holistic way. Uh, you, you mentioned that you're very hopeful that your son will be able to, to follow along and, and take part in the same traditions that you have. But looking looking forward through through the rest of his life and even a little bit behind, what do you think are the, the largest sort of challenges facing the state and the people in it? Uh, that's a difficult one because we are such a massive state and we have so many different interests. And amongst these different interests, we have it's such a complicated um, system to work with you know just uh, our layers of uh, intergovernment relations is, is so difficult for me to explain anyways um, you know we have the state we have the federal government we have uh, our regional ANCs and we, we also have the, the regional nonprofits and the tribes and the villages um, with all that in mind what I'm seeing at least here through the university system and I'm really encouraged about the um, the focus on on inclusion, on uh, going out to the rural communities, talking to people that uh, are direct stakeholders of, of an issue, whether it's uh, the pebble mine, or you're looking at uh, the you know work that uh, Barbara's doing uh, with the, her affordability indicator. Um, she's collecting data on. From from the from the people that uh, are receiving the services, um, so you know the state is uh, looking to get feedback from folks in rural communities, and I think, and I hope, and it's my dream that um, that is the direction that uh, we as individuals, uh, we as uh, university students, um, and then folks higher up, the people that we elect the people within our regional corporations, tribal uh, entities, uh, and the state and federal government really, really focus on the voices and opinions from the people in the rural communities about any given topic because they are the direct stakeholders and they're the ones that, can act, that are going to have to pay the price uh, for all of these policy and regulatory uh, decisions that are being made uh, in yeah, so that that's my my hope and my thought, um, and I I am optimistic um, about that uh, thought process. Just being here at the university, um, there are a lot of amazing people, and the people in Blast are, are um, a big part of that. I think um, the thought process and the perspective of uh, research, uh, policy, uh, education. Um, I think is really moving towards inclusion of uh, a lot of different stakeholders. So if uh, we can continue that as a society or, or even just, uh, you know, in our, our own little groups, I think that, I think it's good, but um, there's a lot of work and it's very difficult. <laughs> so we'll see. 
Right. No one's no one's looking ahead and thinking, oh, man, this is this is going to be easy. <laughs> this is going to be great. Um, uh, yeah. Is there anything else that you want to tell the people of Alaska, fellow fishermen, uh, folks at the university, anyone that lives here in Alaska? Um, nothing, nothing in particular. Um, I would say an observation, I guess, is, um, in, in discussions with the, the, the many different issues, the social issues or economic issues, um, it is really, really important, uh, paramount to, really, really listen to and take into consideration the uh, opinions and thoughts and perspectives of uh, the people who are being directly impacted by any topic that you're looking at, whether it's the Pebble Mine, whether it's Anwar, um, uh, village safe water programs, or they're providing water to rural communities. Um, I think it's it's really, really, really important to step back and kind of get out of your own version uh, and opinion of, of how that uh, subject should be addressed and uh, just be really inclusive and thoughtful in how somebody else might look at that. And, and this goes both ways, uh, even for myself. Um, for you know, I can use the example of the Pebble Mine. That's, that's something that I'm very familiar or more familiar with. Um, you know, a good almost 80% of the Bristol Bay uh, regional shareholders are opposed of the Pebble Mine, but that leaves uh, you know nearly 30% of the people who are, and it's understandably so. Uh, the people that are the folks that are living close to the mine uh, need jobs. Um, they they need work. We're in a cash uh, economy. Um, they need to be able to. Uh, have a good paying job to live their subsistence lifestyle. Um, so the collaboration, the work, the thought process, and the perspective on all angles, on all fronts, is very, very important to take into consideration. Um, and then just working together, I think, uh, is, is really important. It seems like our, our current state of affairs is uh, we're getting very polarized. Um Oh. And maybe making decisions based on value, which is uh, which can be good, but um, the the inclusion and thought process of uh, facts and research, and uh, maybe taking the time to uh, to really be thorough, it takes a long time and it's expensive, uh, but maybe the end result might be that uh, we get a policy or regulation um, that is very very sustainable. So. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the only thing that I can really think of uh, in, in my experiences here at the university or, or helping helping uh, figure out is, is just how to be really, really inclusive um, when addressing a situation, understanding that there are many different perspectives to any topic. Yeah, I think I think you're exactly right. Um, Craig, thank you so much for talking with us. Thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate you taking the time and thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited to have been here. I appreciate uh, your time, and um, thank you for inviting me. 
the Alaska cat.